She's fabulous, but she's evil. Hey, get out of here! Oh my god, Danny DeVito, I love your work! Lights, camera, action. Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour Films. As you all know, I am Ross Bacon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike McGuigan. Mike, say hi. How's everyone doing? And as you should know by now, we're a podcast, Cracks Open Beer, talking about some movies, blah, blah, blah. So this week we're doing, we're finishing up our one actor, two performances, part due. And we're doing the long-anticipated DeVito cast, because we will be talking about the Neptune, New Jersey's own Danny DeVito. And uh, we'll be discussing uh, Hercules from 1997, and then we'll be talking about Twins from 1988. But we'll also talk about all kinds of other shit that he was in, because as we all know, he's Frank Reynolds, and you have to bring up Frank when you talk about that. It's a New Jersey podcast, and it took us this long to get to the DeVito cast. Keanu got his cast very early. Well, that's because we brought him up every third sentence in the beginning of this thing. But we... We had started to bring up how many movies can be cast DeVito in. That sort of took over bringing up Keanu in every third sentence. Yep. So now it's finally here, and we need to... Uh, first, we need to discuss what we're drinking, though. So, Mike, what do you have? Okay, so this week was supposed to be the triumphant return of Tyler, but we ended up having a scheduling conflict, and my beer was actually themed around him because Uh-oh. they finally brought Beach House to my local... To my local... Uh, <laughs> my local uh, liquor store and i have uh what what chama lager <laughs> what chama lager what chama lager <laughs> and uh it's a peanut butter lager and of course yep drinking it out of the cauldron <laughs> oh that's delicious it looks like it yeah um it smells so good it smells it like, like Reese's Pieces, like Reese's peanut butter covers on them. Yeah, it smells. I it specifically smells like like the Reese's cereal. Oh, there you go. Nice. Wow, hell of a pull for the Reese's cereal. I used to eat that shit when I was like nine. Yeah. <laughs> but have you the Reese's the Reese's Puffs commercial? Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, now it's coming back. Oh, <laughs> but uh, it's delicious. Uh, Beach House has been a favorite since Tyler started bringing it on from. Uh, the other Belmar, New Jersey. I'm moving back there very shortly, but I'm in the South Jersey Belmar. Um, From Belmar to Belmar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so looking for the alcohol content. It's probably fairly low. 5.1%. And yeah, it's a go. lager and I am enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, I was going to get Beach House because I was like, all right, he's from Neptune. There's something up there. I know it. And I saw Beach House like 10 minutes away from there. And I was like, all right. But then I realized for some reason, I've only been able to get Beach House down here like one time. And it wasn't at Total Wine where I got it before. So this time I had to go with Atlantic City Brewing Company. And I picked Atlantic City because in one of the better uh, Frank Reynolds episodes of It's Always Sunny, they go to the Jersey Shore with the rum ham. Yes. So it's the Diving Horse Pale Ale, and it's a uh, 5%, and it's really hazy, like a really like grapefruit juice kind of looking color, and uh, it's pretty good. Now, the problem is I have a beef with this. Now, I don't know if it's necessarily with Atlantic City Brewing Company or with Total Wine, because the four-pack of 16-ounce cans that I bought was 20 bucks. So that's $5 a fucking can. So this better be the best fucking beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> that, I'm chilling at 13 bucks for this four-pack. <laughs> Yeah. Nope, that's not a $5 beer. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a $5 beer. Uh, that's 
three fifty probably at best. So probably normal pricing would be good for that. I even said to the guy because he was like even like hesitating. He's like twenty bucks for this. I'm like, yeah, that sounds a bit excessive. And then he scanned it again, like with his little manager scanner, and it came up same price. I was like, fuck it, whatever. It's it's cold. I don't care. <laughs> I guess I'm not getting it again because I mean it is. It's fine, but it's about as generic a pale ale as you're gonna get. So. It's not really blowing my socks off like it would be if I actually saw the diving horse with the girl, the girl in the bathing suit on it. If I was in 1953 or whatever the hell that happened, <laughs> whenever animal cruelty laws didn't exist yet, <laughs> you know. So, in that case, I'll be drinking this five dollar beer during our talk about the much more than five dollar man, Danny DeVito. And why don't we talk about just general DeVito ness first, Mike? So, what do you say? All right, so I mean, we're we haven't hit that much. Like we we gave Kevin Smith his whole month, um, but besides that, we did a Jack Nicholson episode, but we haven't hit Joe Pesci, and we're just now getting to Devito. I think we might be lacking a bit on uh, New Jersey legends. Well, we talked about Pesci in Home Alone, yeah, and we talked about Devito in Batman Returns, mm-hmm. but um. We haven't really like seriously talked about Bruce Willis ever. Like yeah. we talked about Die Hard, but we didn't really talk about Bruce Willis. No, uh, also Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is less affiliated with New Jersey than the others, I think. Right? Yeah, he hasn't. He he's absolutely from here, and he went to high school here. He grew up and all that. He's not. I don't know if he's as synonymous with New Jersey as someone. Like, definitely not someone like Kevin Smith, but not even someone like Devito or Nicholson. No, he's he's kind of whatever bald men are now, like generic old bald mm-hmm. guys are. That's what Bruce Willis has become. You know? yeah. It's like no <laughs> one cares about him anymore. And if they do, it's never for anything good. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so DeVito's from Neptune, which is up uh by the other Belmar. Like uh, around where my stomping grounds during college were. Yep. Yep. And he uh obviously he's in He's one of the major parts of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is right outside of me and Mike. You uh, could argue that he is the best character in Always Sunny, and he got added in in the second season. He did not, he was not initially part of the cast. As Dennis and Dee's alleged father, (laughs) we we find out he's actually not their dad, but he might be Charlie's dad. (laughs) (laughs) One of my all-time favorite lines is when they, uh, I think when, uh, what it, it Mac and Dennis try to move out to the suburbs and DeVito DeVito's bets them he's like you have to spend a whole month sleeping with an old person and Charlie starts laughing and then Mac goes Charlie you sleep with an old person every night for no other reason than I think you enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and I just speaking of, I almost watched that episode but I watched a bunch of like to watch this I want to like prepare for the DeVito I watched uh, Hercules and Twins, obviously. And then I watched his two episodes of The Simpsons where he plays Unky Herb, where he plays um, Homer's half-brother. And then uh, he uh, then I watched a couple of the good Frank episodes of It's Always Sunny, and one of which was the Rum Ham episode. Yeah. The other was um, the Frank um, falls out the window episode when he falls out the window of their uh, of their apartment and he, like, thinks it's 2006 all over again. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, yeah, there was another one. Then the other one I watched was uh, the one where the gang gets therapy because they they have that fight and they're trying to get to figure out who uh, who's going to do the dishes. And Frank, like, it's some of the best acting that I think DeVito's ever done. 
just his unzipping is what he yells like oh you unzip me you unzip me and like he's just running through his whole horrifying childhood (laughs) it's such good acting he's like spitting sunflower seeds like nuts the whole time (laughs) that's i uh so we used to cast do the cast the veto and everything. So I was trying to think of some good movies to cast them in. And I just watched The Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was night. just thinking that. I was absolutely <laughs> just thinking that. What would we put him in? I would like to see him as Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that, but I love give, it. Give him her ponytails with the different colors and all that just because like he plays like Mantis Toboggan and like it's always sunny. Like like whatever the art gallery period is with the uh the big wig. He can do it. Uh, so I was thinking he could voice he could be the voice of the giant starfish monster. Of oh, Starro? Yeah. Starro. <laughs> DeVito the Conqueror. <laughs> he could be polka dot man. Yes, he absolutely could. That would be, I mean, Dos Malkian was good, but like, yeah, I think DeVito could bring, he could bring a whole different level. I mean, that I would is, like to see him as Rick Flagg, like being like the leader of the crew, <laughs> like being like the hotshot military guy. <laughs> if we were doing serious casting, I think Polka Dot Man's the best fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, or, or again, like he's doing the voice of like Starro or yeah. King Shark or something or Nanue, whatever they keep calling him. King Shark. The thing is, is I can't take away Stallone from King Shark. Stallone yeah. and King, like, I feel like I need DeVito and Stallone in this. And Stallone doesn't work anywhere in this besides as King Shark. I'm trying to think of who King Shark was in the Flash TV show, like who voiced him in that. For some reason, I'm like, my head's thinking like Clancy Brown. But I don't think that's right. But I mean, like, yeah, you could, you could have, you could absolutely have DeVito be King Shark. It would just you be could more also of like a, probably have him be like any of the throwaway cameos in the first scene of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, just be like Pete Davidson's character because I mean, it's Pete Davidson, so who really cares? Yeah. But, um. Or have him be like Javelin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so good. Uh, David Hayter, whoever that is, is the one that I guess is a voice actor, plays him in um in the Flash TV show. So that's kind of a waste. But yeah, DeVito imagine they, they actually give Sebastian the rat some talking parts and it's DeVito. <laughs> no, the best would be is if he's rat catcher too, and then they have Charlie, their Charlie Day be Sebastian the rat. <laughs> <laughs> Because we all know Charlie's like affinity for um um rats in he's like the rat king in uh, it's always sunny. So you can yeah. absolutely do that. Or you could even have him be like Amanda Waller. That'd be fun. <laughs> Just to say him be like the hard ass behind the scenes. That's uh <laughs> have him be Milton. <laughs> Which one was Milton? The one where they where Idris Elba goes, Milton's still here. Oh, right, right, right. The random guy, the random yeah. dude. What's, yeah, and that's, what's Milton bringing to this? And Polka Dot Man is so distraught at Milton's right. death. Isn't, and what, I forget the the gag with that is, isn't like Harley, doesn't Harley think that Bloodshot, like Idris Alba is Milton? Yeah. Yeah. We just had a three hour conversation about this. Who the hell is Milton? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then there's like just anything, like, um, we watched, Honestly, uh, he could have been Porco and Porco Rosso. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good one. Um, 
because well then the other the other animated thing that his other animated big animated role i guess is he was the lorax in uh that lorax dr seuss uh animated movie that i think it was really just an ad for like the epa <laughs> it wasn't actually like a movie but he was, I mean, you give him like a little Lorax, his little Lorax character looks like a little mustache of Frank Reynolds. That's all he really looks like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's the thing with DeVito to like, I guess, transfer into his actual acting that he's done. Almost all of his characters, except for, I think, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, where he's a little bit um, neurodiverse, like uh, he's a little, like a little special mm-hmm. needs. But all of his characters are like scumbags with a heart of gold. And yeah, he's so much. good at playing that role and that role, especially in twins, but even in Hercules as Phil uh, or Philoctetes, you know, as Phil, he's, he's a scumbag with the heart of gold in that too. Yeah. I'd say it's kind of, uh, uh, he's almost jaded. Like, no one ever talks about this, but Hamish from the Hunger Games is just Phil. He's just he's just a copy of Phil, where he's tired of seeing all the people he get he trains get killed. Yeah, 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 and yeah, because Phil's thing was uh, Achilles is the one he trained, and of course there was that ankle, <laughs> that heel that he has. But yeah, uh, but yeah, well, and- he talks about all the people he trained that ended up eventually dying. Right. Right. Well, the, the thing right. is, like, the gag, like, the townspeople remember Achilles and all that. And yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it's funny because it, it's even one of, like, the more in Hercules in 97, directed by the guys that did Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Treasure Planet, Princess and the Frog, Moana, mm-hmm. you know, some of the heavier hitters that they have. These, yeah. like, we're first introduced to Phil. He's a satyr. And he's basically jerking off looking at water nymphs through a bush, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of one of the more interesting ways that we're ever introduced to a Disney character. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he's, if um, he's not jerking off, he's absolutely a peeping Tom, which is almost as bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I guess to get into Hercules, um, I would consider it one of the more forgettable of the Renaissance movies. Granted, even the worst Renaissance movies are still pretty high tier Disney, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's, I'm sorry, but Tate Donovan is the reason why this is so forgettable because he's Tate Donovan, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he was a celebrity voice at the time, but like, and it's almost like the opposite of Aladdin. Because Scott from Full yeah. House was like, he was big on Full House, but then he's like immortal as Aladdin. But then, you know, mm-hmm. everybody else, like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Matthew Broderick, uh, every like the Little Mermaid, like all of these other characters, like the actors are very much those characters. And when you think of Tate Donovan, you don't go, oh, Hercules, that's right. You just go, wait, who the fuck is Tate Donovan? Like, wasn't he like Ally McBeal or something? <laughs> That and that's such a detriment because, like, the rest of the voice cast, particularly DeVito, uh, Rip Torn as a uh, as Zeus, as and Zeus. James Woods, who is of a course. scumbag, but as but as her or as Hades, he's awesome because he, he's a scumbag, you know. It's it's James yeah. <laughs> Woods, you know, it's the dude for all his 
actual real life personal horribleness aside, the dude can play an excellent scumbag. He really can. And uh, then, of course, there's um, ah, shit. It just popped into my head. Okay, Apollo. Who plays Apollo in this movie, Mike? He has two Uh, lines. Two lines. (laughs) And one of which I think is just yelling Pegasus. Oh, Keith David. Exactly. It's Keith David. (laughs) It is Keith David as Apollo. And like when I heard that, I was like, oh, man, this had to have been 1997 because people didn't fully realize how amazing Keith David is. And it was around this time that he was also doing um, the Spawn TV show on HBO as Al Simmons, a.k.a. Spawn, which I just recently started watching again because I was like, oh, let's see how bad. Let's see how much this doesn't hold up. The show, very good. Uh, But like I'm remembering like the comics of Spawn, like that's a 90s comic and it should have stayed in the 90s, you know, (laughs) but the show, like his, his performance is great in it. Who can forget Bobcat Goldwaith as Payne? Good old Bobcat Goldwaite. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh yeah, and there's Paul Schaefer. Yeah. But as, that, uh, Hermes. Uh, yeah, you can, Hercules is really like, he's why this is forgettable because the supporting cast is so, I mean, the visuals are good. The supporting cast is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's just your main character is not up to par with other main characters of, of right. the era. And of course we have, you know, then there's, and I have beef with Megara, with Meg, because even though the actress is awesome, Susan Egan, she's a legendary, you know, voice actress. You need a great voice actress, you get Susan Egan. You know, she's one of those. But, like, Meg is one of the more, and I'm going to call her a princess, quote, unquote, because that's what you have to call all female leads in all of Disney movies. They have to be some sort of princess, even if they're she's not. She's literally just the ultimate damsel in distress. Right. And she's just a bitch, too yeah like she's just bitchy the whole time it's like well we could have played this thing two ways one which would be like bitchy at first and then kind of cool but or we could go bitchy the whole time and then suddenly in love why don't we go with the other with the latter you know oh yeah sure that's probably a good choice let's get tate donovan for the main character too while we're fucking around oh good idea oh no wait i wasn't serious no and then like the movie gets made you know but but like, and then of course there's just the go the distance song. Yeah. Like it's, it's weird because it's like, it's catchy in the sense that like, it has that rhythm of what a catchy Disney song has. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, once the movie's done, you're like, what was that song again? Like, you're not still singing like, uh, like in the air tonight or you know, whatever. I, I think an argument can be made that the most memorable song from this is the muses. I would, I say, I think it's Meg's song. The, uh, that one's pretty cool. Like, that was like, all right, because that one gets in your head and you're like kind of bopping with it along yeah. and all that. And then you're like, I wouldn't say it. Oh, no. And it's like, all right, I'm kind of getting into it. <laughs> What's Hercules' song? No, I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but so the music is definitely on the more forgettable side. Absolutely. Like, that's so, like, Tarzan, I don't personally think the music from Tarzan is top tier, but it, it has the name attachment to it that makes it's it Phil Collins. Phil Collins. <laughs> I mean, it's Phil Collins. What are we doing? And of course, there's Elton John with Lion King, and then uh, what's her name? Vanessa Williams and Pocahontas. Yeah. You know, it's 
We, no, Pocahontas is the one uh, Renaissance movie I will easily put under Hercules in terms. Yeah, of I mean, well, that's because I think it's like it just, and that's of course we talked about on our Disney episode the mm-hmm. big story with that and the Lion King. They put yeah. the quote unquote A team on Pocahontas and let the B team make oh, Lion King. Yeah, but yeah, they absolutely invested all their money in Pocahontas just to watch it get flushed down the toilet. And but that's you know, Pocahontas. I mean, it looks awesome, but yeah. everything about it is inferior to the Lion King. And it's it's kind of like annoying too. Like you feel yeah. like, like that you feel like they're preaching to you when they're like not. It's 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 almost like off putting in every possible way. You know? Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, because that's the one with Gibson, right? Yeah, it's yeah. one about Gibson. So it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. But um, but yeah, but even like with Hercules, it's like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's a little jaunty. It's a little, it's a little happy-go-lucky. You know, it'd be better if like En Vogue was the uh, the muses or whatever. But um, like or the, like the chorus, like that would have been great. But like I imagine you know. if I imagine if they did the muses today, if they didn't already use Beyonce in the live-action Lion King, they'd probably go with Beyonce for the for at least one of the muses. Absolutely. Or it would be like, you know, whatever girl group of the time, you know, they can slap together or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's again, like, yeah, the whole movie is just kind of like forgettable. And then, of course, there's um, like Hercules's line of haven't you ever had a dream? It's like, wait, Rapunzel said that shit about, you know, about 13 years later. <laughs> and she did a lot more rebut like uh, memorably because that leads into a great song. Like you, on the other hand, are just being a whiny bitch. <laughs> That's so again, despite bashing this movie, I don't dislike it. I, I do think it has a lot of merits. That's fine. It's particularly fine. from the supporting cast. Like I like the character of Phil. I like the character of Hades. Yeah, and Hades is Hades is great. And obviously, Phil as DeVito, he's you know, scumbag with a heart of gold. And it's he he has a lot of great lines and I'm pretty sure is his line. Remember a couple years ago when every other boy was named Jason and all the girls were Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's a good line. All right. But um, yeah, it's, and his character, like it's, it's weird because it's, again, it's one of those characters where you look at it and you go, yeah, that's Danny Vito. He doesn't yeah. even have to talk like that's Danny. DeVito well, that's, right they need, if they're going to do a live action that, of this, they have to do it soon. So Danny DeVito can dress up like Phil and be part of it. <laughs> Exactly. Or they can have him do that on It's Always Sunny. It's like man spider or that cheetah, like man cheater yeah. or whatever. <laughs> I'm the trash man. <laughs> right. I start eating the garbage. <laughs> it's just it's just so good. And of course you need that like this is also during the period of his career and like his earlier, you know, I guess quote unquote younger stuff um, where he's still got that like gruff like new jersey tough guy like used car salesman kind of voice as opposed to frank who's just kind of disheveled and crazy you know (laughs) imagine they go the other way with the karate kid where you you have a kid who moved from china who's like an expert martial artist but he needs to learn like street lingo and street smarts to work to fit in a new jersey in like a school in newark and danny devito plays the new jersey version of mr miyaki (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Mia Mialini. Mr. Mia Galini. <laughs> and then he, the kid starts working with him at like the used car salesman learns to curse off people. <laughs> or the construction site where he's just hanging out with the like the union workers on break and all that. He just learns how to not do anything while like working a construction site except for shaking. He used to shake guys down for money, like <laughs> have to pay the boss. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's not worried about getting beat up or anything. He's right. more worried. He's worried about doing the beating up. <laughs> Cause like any anyone talks smack to him. He's already a good martial artist. He kicks their ass, but he needs to learn to talk smack back. <laughs> Right, because yeah, because at first he's going to like the Johnny Lawrence character would be like, like a local, uh, local like business owner that needs to be like a pizza shop owner or whatever that needs to be shaken down for his like you know protection money or whatever to give to the boss. Like so he has to go to kick his ass, but he can't because he just comes, he starts getting like the verbally attacked with like that that North Jersey mafia like you know like oh hey oh like all that. And he just doesn't know what to do, so he, has to, he runs away. He doesn't realize he can just kick him and leave, you know. <laughs> But then Mr. Miagolini has to teach him all the ways of the street, you know? Hey, he said he was going to fuck my mother. What was I supposed to do? Right. Kick his ass. Yeah. He offered me something called Gabagool. I didn't know what the hell it was, so I just punched him in the face. <laughs> Turns out it was meat. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry. He's saying mozzarella weird over there. Yeah, for some reason, he doesn't say the A. What the fuck? <laughs> He pronounces the O like ooh. Right, right. Something about mozzarella. I don't know what the hell that was. I just beat his ass and ran. But yeah, that would be that would be that's a that's a remake I could get behind right there. Yeah, the the Jersey kid. Yeah, and have like a crossover with like have like Paulie Walnut show up, you know, all that. That'd be fun. That'd be real fun. <laughs> I, love the, I love the concept of the DeVito cinematic universe that I may have just made up in my head. <laughs> where hey, every, where every character he ever played was Frank, and at the end of every movie he is, he's in, Charlie shows up just going, Frank, what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell are you even doing? Yeah. Frank, you okay? You fell out the window again. <laughs> started acting like you were in The Sopranos. It was Karate Kid. It was weird. <laughs> Frank, what the hell are you doing in the pine barrens? You hunting campers? What are you doing? <laughs> there's, there's even, can't, there isn't even a campsite around here. Frank, what the hell are you doing? Dressed up like a goat. What's going on here, man? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the thing. He's like live. He's just walking around live actioning Phil. <laughs> that's all he's doing. He's just talking to random athletes in high schools and shit, trying to train them. <laughs> it's like I can make you the best. <laughs> And then I start blasting. <laughs> I love the episodes where Frank's pushing for uh, gun ownership. Yeah. Well, he's on the talk show. <laughs> so I just, anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> but yeah, it's, oh boy. But yeah, Hercules is, it's, it's one, it's for animation wise, it's, it's a good performance because unlike the two previous two we've had with Bale and Keaton, he's not having to match um a style that was done before like a performance yeah. that was already completed it's him. They're not they're not writing a script that is meant to match an already completed animation this was animated specifically for the dialogue put forth right yeah and so like we get danny devito but animated as a satyr you know a little goat man but and it's again it's not 
not too far off animation wise, you know, as well from what Danny DeVito would be given <laughs> hooves. <laughs> but yeah, and then of course, you know, it's it's also one of those other characters that he plays where like I bet if you did a live action one and you made him an actual like goat satyr, like makeup and everything, yeah, you'd probably get a performance like the penguin, yeah. where you'd be like, Oh my god. This is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen, yet it's somehow perfect, you know? And that's where this one differs from the other two is, so, like, I think Porco Rosso and Howl's Moving Castle are both better movies than the performances we discussed, where this, I think the performance is better than the movie. True. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And it's probably a testament to to Disney as well. You know, it's, it's like Disney, it's, even when they miss, they miss well, I guess I'll say. Like, yeah, there's even, nothing... Even a miss from Disney is still... And I still... I'm not sure I'm calling this a miss. But a miss from Disney is, like, a 74 on Metacritic. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 enjoyable, but it's not, it's not incredibly, like, memorable. You're not going to be going back to it I over and over and over. Think if this came out in just about any other era of Disney... It would be remembered with higher regards that, but it followed up The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, and yeah, the, it just doesn't legend. stack up to those movies. Yeah, the legendary ones. And uh, yeah, it's, and it came right before, you know, the the second wave hit of um, like not, well, of more mediocre shit, you know? Yeah. Like your, like your treasure planets and your, all the other shit that like princess and the frog but then when hang on hang on hang on that area you're talking about has emperor's new groove and god damn it that is a masterpiece well yeah that's the exception obviously and but, actually uh, i i wholeheartedly enjoy lilo and stitch yeah it's not bad if you want to see a little bratty fuck you know mm-hmm. get her way and meet an alien friend and have ving range reduced to being nothing <laughs> you know but <laughs> Yeah, not a fan of that movie. Hey, Hawaiian roller coaster ride's a banger. It's psych- <laughs> it's psychotic Moana is what she is. She- <laughs> is that racist? That might be racist. <laughs> no, because they're both islanders, you know. It's the same thing. <laughs> but uh it's just a little farther uh, I guess east. They're both Polynesian. <laughs> Polynesian, that's it. There you go. But um all right, so yeah, that's probably enough about Hercules. I don't know how much more I have to say about it. Yeah, I mean like I, the music's forgettable, but you're, yeah. it, it's the supporting cast is what saves the movie. Absolutely. All right. So that was Hercules. Mike, how's your beer? I'm doing wonderful. It is delicious. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's drinking it like an old woman with tea, like in a blanket wrapped around her shoulders, looking at it like a sunset. Well, look how like big this damn house. thing is. What do you right. want me to do? Drink it with one hand? <laughs> yes, dude. Be a man and drink it with one hand. <laughs> oh, oh there you go there you go now you look like a damn king <laughs> <laughs> now not it's the woman. world's biggest brandy glass <laughs> exactly exactly you're not a a, a menopausal woman in a, some sort of medication ad <laughs> i'm not jr in the last episode <laughs> Drink, drinking is earl gray <laughs> like we're gonna just start, start discussing fucking philosophy or some shit <laughs> Which is ironic because we did just talk about uh, Greek uh, mythology, but that's true. I always found it weird that mythology was taught in philosophy classes. Like, why? 
like I get it that they both come from, but uh, in terms of popularity, the most popular mythology and the most popular philosophy come from Greek culture. But really, they have nothing to do with each other. Because you can't straight up teach religion in public schools. That's why. Because <laughs> that's what that would. End. That's what it was. It's the Greek religion. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, you can teach it as history. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, you can teach it as history, but uh, that's that's the thing that happens when the. Uh, when Christianity makes the rules, they yeah. find everything else to be, oh, just magical mythology, <laughs> as opposed to our invisible man in the sky. <laughs> but they they worship many people. They're weird. It's mythology <laughs> and history. We have our one guy and his son. Oh, and that other guy. You don't. We don't. We don't like him because he's mean and has a pitchfork. <laughs> but, I gave a bitch an apple. <laughs> right that's right yeah he turned into a snake and he was mean to a woman but we don't like them either so yeah <laughs> anyway this has been religion talk but <laughs> happy hour films talks really right <laughs> in the middle of our beer check-in <laughs> we record these on sunday so it's appropriate <laughs> but this uh, is your right, hour so... mass with happy hour films. <laughs> that's right <laughs> And now, for reading the book of Happy Hour Films, we will get into why the devil is worth it. Oh, <laughs> but um, right, yeah, my diving horse pillow from Atlantic City Bro Company is just fine. The fucking, I think you're, you're not giving them a, a fair review because of how much you paid for the beer. <laughs> I mean, it's well, and that's the thing. It's, um, yeah, I'm upset about that, but I'm also it's it's just a regular fucking IPA. It's it's not incredibly hoppy. It's not blowing my socks off. It's it's just right down the center. And uh, Beach House is blowing my socks off. Yeah, and I kind of wish I had some Beach House I could go to. But instead, and the other thing is, <clears throat> and I've had this happen. It's weird because I've had this happen with every Jersey Shore beer I've had except for uh, Ship Bottom. The canning process for this, again, is like too much air. So mm -hmm. I'm pouring like a full can in like fifths because I get nothing but head the first fucking time. So I got to let that subside. Then I got to pour a little more in, let that subside. And it's just, you know, we'll take care of that problem. A giant glass from Dave and Buster's. <laughs> yeah. I don't have the luxury of, you know, pulling off a, an astronaut I helmet. Just, <laughs> I just had like the two worst pours of my life and I had room to spare. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you have, you know, there's a guy at NASA missing his helmet because of you. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> He's dying in space, but whatever. It's fine. At least my beer tastes good. <laughs> at least I can drink it. Uh, I can drink three at once. I only drink two at once. Well, there you go. I'm not insane. <laughs> so speaking, <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Sixty-four ounce glass with only three with three beers in it. What's the matter with you? <laughs> You've got to be mad to try that. <laughs> you know what? how heavy that would be holding it, taking a sip? <laughs> I mean, a third hand. <laughs> What's the matter with you? But anyway, so speaking of two things, let's go to twins from 1980. That was a reach for that. <laughs> eh, what are you going to do? Segways are segways. They are what they are. But that's uh, directed by Ivan Reitman, who we've talked about before with... Uh, Ghostbusters, I think we mentioned him with, but um, Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Kindergarten Cop, Junior, both Schwarzenegger flicks, obviously, and uh, 
draft day was, I think, one of his was his most recent. That Kevin Costner, Cleveland Browns are football geniuses um, movie, which I, I think I saw. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoy that movie, and it's funny because it happened like right before the draft that actually started the Cleveland Browns to be kind of decent. Yeah, to not be the laughing stock of the NFL anymore. But uh, yeah, so obviously. For those who somehow don't know the plot of this one, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, our long-lost twin brothers. And uh, Schwartz, they, they all came. They were the result of, well, the nicest way to put it is a family-friendly gangbang. <laughs> because Heather Graham and an uncredited cameo as uh, their mother, a young version of their mother, uh, is uh, the host uh, to... Uh, sperm mixed by six different dudes i think it was each with specific traits that would make uh, arnold schwarzenegger a super person or an ubermensch which mm-hmm. being austrian i'm not quite sure anybody really thought about yeah. <laughs> that we're trying to make the perfect aryan man <laughs> but and of course there happened to be two that had came out and of course everything good went into schwarzenegger and everything bad for all the all the stuff that drains to the bottom became DeVito, as the one guy put so eloquently at one point. <laughs> you know, I DeVito is the pinnacle of masculinity, so I think he got all the good traits. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He's a ladies' man. He's got a good job as a con artist. He drives now, a cool convertible. <laughs> now, grow, being born when I did, I had not... I saw the Simpsons movie before I saw Twins. So I never quite understood. I I only understood the line from President Schwarzenegger when he says, nobody opens up with a joke anymore. I miss Danny DeVito. I only understood that as, oh, Danny DeVito is a pretty funny guy. Like, hey. (laughs) And then I saw (laughs) Twins. I'm like, oh, oh, that that line from the Simpsons movie, that, that makes more sense now. (laughs) <laughs> like, like in the world of the Simpsons movie, the president somehow has like a court jester. <laughs> he was played by Danny DeVito and had to be fired. <laughs> so, so Rainier Wolfcastle is President Schwarzenegger. He somehow had like, you know, he had Danny DeVito to open up his uh, his daily briefings <laughs> with a joke. <laughs> and then they got rid of him. <laughs> Which would be something I think The Simpsons could do well. Because as we know, but then again, that would have to be in-universe Danny DeVito as opposed to the character that he voices, which is Herb Powell, who is Homer's uh, long-lost twin, Homer's long-lost half-brother. And uh, it's weird because, I don't know, I think the the physicality is the same, obviously, in The Simpsons because they're modeled after each other. Just one has hair. Phil had it on. So he's the one that uh, made the baby translator, right? That's that's his comeback. His first thing, the first time we're introduced to him, it says Powell Motors, and he basically runs the most successful car car company in uh, Detroit, and he's a billionaire and all that. And then he has Homer. Homer, uh, Grandpa tells Homer he's a long lost twin brother, and Homer tracks him down and goes to visit him. And because uh, Herb is like disillusioned with his yes men and his corporate people like designing cars because he uh, he wants the regular average American to make a car and Homer designs the most horrifying car ever and he costs him his fortune and he's broke and homeless and all that and then on his comeback he creates the uh, the baby translator using Maggie as uh, 
as the test subject. And, uh, he becomes a billionaire. <laughs> is, it the, is there one line where it's like, oh no, I have soiled myself. How embarrassing. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's one of Maggie's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one of my other ones that makes me laugh is this leash is demeaning for us both. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it's yeah and of course you know that that episode came out like 1990 or 91 it's the first episode is in the second season and the comeback episode is at the end of the third i believe but um so that was just shortly after this movie so he's really playing you know a version like the more successful version of uh julius i mean of vincent in uh in the Simpsons because and it's weird that Schwarzenegger and DeVito's character names are Vincent and Julius which everyone more famously probably knows as Samuel Jackson and John Travolta in Pulp yeah. Fiction <laughs> but which Vincent is the one with the ponytail too so mm-hmm. I think Quentin Tarantino's got some shit to answer for you know <laughs> well, that Jules, is- Jules is like the worldly guy with the philosophy and all that <laughs> all I'm saying is my idea for the uh, the New Jersey kid is basically twins, but instead of his long lost twin brother who has no street smarts, it's a Chinese kid who's really good at karate that has no street smarts. That has no street. <laughs> that should be that should be the tagline of every like kid movie. <laughs> that's like that's like the character summary for every kid movie. It's like, hey, he's blah blah blah, but has no street smarts. <laughs> Except, except for him alone <laughs> that kid's got street smarts he's he's got he's got street smarts he's got it all you know yeah kevin's a thinking man we all know that he's a couple he's a couple moves ahead of you at all times and then then the end happens and you don't even know <laughs> but yeah so and that's and like with this movie what cracks me up is that when of course they find out that uh, you see the births of you know the six-year-old kid that's playing Arnold's baby, <laughs> and then like the newborn that's uh, Devito. Yeah. And I just love I just love the thought that the one is like you know what, send the little one off to an orphanage in L.A. Uh, I'm gonna take the big one and I'm gonna go to fucking Skull Island and raise him as like a genius athlete and all that, <laughs> but. It's like this island, and he's like a tropical island paradise. I was waiting for fucking King Kong to go stomping through, be like, "Hey, Julius, how's it going? <laughs> hey, Kong, how's it going? <laughs> Morning, <laughs> kill any, kill any white women lately." <laughs> I, this movie, it's so like, I think what gets me about this movie more than anything else is what arnold schwarzenegger is wearing in the first part the, he has like he has like the suit top shorts and like chuck taylor's <laughs> well that's because you know and that's like the sign that he was he's like a boyish innocent guy you know because mm-hmm. he dresses like a kid like kind of like pretending to be an adult almost mm-hmm. though at the time the whole suit jacket over a t-shirt was kind of like the look it's a zach morris look yeah. like zach morris dressed like that all the time but um yeah that was like the business casual at the time you know <laughs> but and it, it's it's really great that like you know because schwarzenegger obviously in our schwarzenegger episode we talked about at least i did how awesome he is but 
in this, he's very like boyish and innocent and dorky and all that, and it's great because this it plays like perfectly his... against Devito's ultra scumbag. Yes. You know, I I mean the best dynamic setter. I it's so perfect when he's trying to talk to him on the phone. Where Devito's like he's trying to talk to him in jail, and Devito's like you have to pick up the phone after. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he's just letting him talk though he's just letting him yeah. talk he's like oh, oh okay <laughs> right just mouthing along with him <laughs> then, you see that man over there pay him and then i'll leave because he's basically like you know whatever dude just get out of yeah. here and then like the next scene oh i'm free you know it's like we're gonna make great we're gonna have great things julius and he hops in his car and runs away you know <laughs> i also love the like the fight scene with the one brother where uh, arnold shows up and he's just like you have no respect for logic, logic and i have no respect for people with no respect for logic well i was like i He's like, you have no respect. He's like, he has no respect for logic. And Danny DeVito goes, he has an axe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you forgot the first law of a crisis situation. <laughs> yeah, like all the little shit that he comes up with, like the, yeah. the rules of a crisis situation and all that. And I just, I just love, and uh, I would, I kind of want to see the scene because oh, in R.I.P. Kelly Preston, you know, she she passed last year. She plays. um Schwarzenegger's love interest in uh, Danny DeVito's girlfriend's uh, the best friend in this movie. And she's basically the hot one is what she is. And uh, at one point she takes Arnold's virginity. Now, what I was waiting to see, because afterwards we see his face, like she's smoking a cigarette and he's got this like shocked, like awesome, like dazed, like that was the greatest thing ever face. I kind of wanted to see Arnold's version of um Dan Aykroyd's face when he gets the blowjob from the ghost yeah. in Ghostbusters. <laughs> I wanted to see that. Like as it starts, they pan like Kelly, they show probably Kelly Preston like climbing on top and they pan to Schwarzenegger's face and he's just got, like his eyes cross and like, <laughs> like I was waiting to see that. See if Schwarzenegger could pull that off. Or to have him have that like weird smile he does in T2 yeah. when he's trying to pretend to smile. <laughs> Don't we also get an I'll be back in this? <laughs> We do because it's a movie after uh, Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Schwarzenegger movie after Terminator. So yeah, we do get that. I also we we didn't bring up the obvious connect besides so the, besides the veto and Hercules connection to this, we didn't bring up the Schwarzenegger connection to Hercules. Oh yeah, of course, because he's <laughs> Hercules in New York. You know, he's he was actually Hercules himself. You know, now that would be great. You know, instead of Tate Donovan, you bring back Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That would Hercules, be awesome. Hercules, Hercules in New York crossover where we're literally just removing Tate Donovan and putting in Arnold Schwarzenegger. The best part would be to like keep, not even do like new Schwarzenegger dialogue, like keep his dialogue from the original one and just kind of push it in there. So he's always saying, but I'm Hercules, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you can't even understand. That's his first movie here, right? Yes, yes. You is. can't even understand him for most of that movie. No. No, because it's English, but he was still learning it yeah. at the time. But and it's I, I forget who it is. I think it's I think it's Bill Burr has the joke about Schwarzenegger. It's like he's been in America how long and somehow his accent's gotten worse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like in with this movie, um, especially for DeVito, he's playing DeVito in this. Yeah. And, it's just DeVito with scumbag cranked up because DeVito right. apparently has a heart of gold. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he's just an amazing guy. Mm -hmm. But 
and it's like it's weird because Schwarzenegger obviously is playing against type. He's he was always the tough guy, the unkillable tough guy, and now he's the unkillable innocent boy in this, basically. <laughs> but uh, and this was a was this around the same time period as Kindergarten Cop? Uh, it's before it. Kindergarten Cop was like 92, 91, 92, maybe. Maybe okay. even 94. But do you know the two other options that were going to play this movie and that were going to play these roles in this movie? And who would have been in the same? Okay. I'll rephrase. Was Eddie that. Murphy supposed to be one of them? He's going to be, he's allegedly going to be in Triplets, the sequel that they want to do. Okay. He's going to be their long lost other brother. And, um, but no, but for this movie, there were two movies filming at the same that were up or being created at the same time. Four different actors, DeVito and Schwarzenegger being two of them, were considered for the four roles in the two different movies. Had Schwarzenegger and DeVito not taken this movie and taken the other movie, another set of two people that did the other movie were going to be in Twins. Now, the other movie is Suburban Commando. Do you know who's in Suburban Commando? No. It is a Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is also in it. <laughs> it would have been, had Schwarzenegger and DeVito not decided to do Twins, and they would have decided to do Suburban Commando, Hogan, Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd would have been the Twins in this movie. <laughs> Imagine that shit. <laughs> now, Christopher Lloyd... I can at least kind of see making it work. Yeah, but more as like the scientist because yeah. he's Doc Brown. Like I can't picture him being either DeVito or Schwarzenegger, really. And he would have been the DeVito, I'm assuming. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny <clears throat> if they had <clears throat> Hulk Hogan as the DeVito and Christopher Lloyd as Arnold? <laughs> yeah, that would have been even better. It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> But, and this, <laughs> now, there's also another set of actors, one of which has, he's the one that's made the, uh, the pitch, that if they ever remake this movie now, do you know who they'd have play them? Um, so, I'm going to throw out Chris Hemsworth. Okay, you're on there, it's a superhero actor, but it's not a Marvel actor. Okay. Well, the, the, the Schwarzenegger role is not a Marvel actor. The other one has a Marvel cameo. Well, two of them, technically. So, okay, well, I can't think of who plays Superman. Think of Game of Thrones. Uh, Dinklage as, <laughs> as DeVito. Yep. Do you know who would be uh, Schwarzenegger in that case? Is it... So, is it still... This is the DC superhero? Yep. Would it be... I got the guy that plays Superman. He can talk to fish. Oh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Momoa has said that he wants to remake this movie with Dinklage as the DeVito line, <laughs> as the character. <laughs> that would actually be kind of amazing. <laughs> I would fucking love it. I mean, I'd be the first one in line. That sounds awesome. But, but if they're going to do that, Arnold and DeVito need to play the scientists. Yes. Yeah, they somehow need to play a role. Like, yeah. um, either have it be, have them be like the brothers. Have them be like the crime brothers that are trying to like kill Dinklage. Essentially, they're trying to shake Dinklage out for his money. Um, or they could have um, one of them be the uh, 
I can't remember the actor's name, but he's in, uh, he's, um, he's the host for uh, Quato in Total Recall, like the hitman in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, you could have one of them be that actor. That'd be fun. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. You know, or have yeah. them both be like one of the dads. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's what cracks me up. And it's, uh, it's Marshall Bell is uh the actor that plays uh webster the hitman now i'm not going to spoil it on the air but i'm going to have uh, we're going to be talking about marshall in a couple weeks <laughs> and he's going to be coming up because he's in a movie that we're going to be watching i'm going to have mike watch and it's one of my favorites of all time <laughs> that's if you didn't know our picks are the next theme <laughs> yeah we're going to have we an get to subject the other person to whatever we want <laughs> yeah we're going to have an in between and then we're going to uh we're going to do a, a animated live action in between. And then we're going to do uh, Mike and Ross's picks. And my, my first week, I think I'm going to do it where we're going to, we're going to be talking about a uh, caddy actor who plays Webster in this. Um, but yeah, it's, and in this movie, some of the funnier things were like, obviously Schwarzenegger is supposed to be the comedic one because he's the, he's the fish out of water essentially. And one of the things that cracks me up is when they go to steal the car in the parking garage in the beginning, and the alarm starts going off and DeVito like scrambles under the steering wheel to crack open the steering column and start to hotwire it where Schwarzenegger just lifts up the back of the car. And apparently, as he says, if you lift the car at a 45 degree angle, the mercury switch will click off and it'll make this car think that it's, you know, not being broken into or some shit like that. And I, it'll turn the alarm off. I was like, wait, he knows that about cars, but he doesn't know how to drive them. <laughs> what the hell? And <laughs> where is that? <laughs> Where was this in the curriculum on the island? Exactly. Was this in the carjacking section? (laughs) Just the carjacking part. You never, not the actual car driving part. (laughs) Just the jacking part. (laughs) If you ever need to steal a car, this is how you turn the alarm off. Well, what if I need to drive it? Don't worry about it. You'll figure it out. Just pick an automatic. You'll be fine. (laughs) Which in 1988 would be the more rare car. (laughs) Yeah. He would absolutely be finding a manual before he found an automatic. But, and then of course, you know, there's obviously the, the brief cameo by Sven Olthorsen because this is a Schwarzenegger movie at heart. You know, you have to have Sven Olthorsen. He's one of the other, other brothers in this crime family that shows up to the bar. But, um, but yeah, and then of course there's, and now that I think about it, we'll talk about this again, you know, in a couple of weeks with uh, one of my picks. In night in the, like the late eighties, early nineties, in like comedies, there was always some sort of like mafia or mobster like like B plot. Like, what the hell was that about? <laughs> there's like a B plot and a C plot in this movie, and they all involve people chasing someone else. One of which involves a guy that will kill you if you see his face. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's, he's a notorious hitman or whatever, and. Uh, yeah, because apparently there's like some nuclear like fusion, like cold fusion engine that's like going to revolutionize, you know, the uh, the airline industry or something or like the fuel industry. And it's worth five million dollars and needs to be gotten to this big Texan Texas guy. But it'd be worth way more than five million dollars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Five million, 1988 bucks. Yeah, probably a little more than that. But yeah, so like. In this movie, there's like that weird mafia sub. There's like that mob subplot. There's uh, someone always owes someone money. <laughs> there's always something like there's always somebody being shaken down. You know, it's someone it's needs to throw they, a fight. Someone <laughs> right. 
like in kindergarten cop there's that it's 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 always the subplot of these like like family comedies essentially it's like what the hell were we doing in the the early 90s man i need to revisit kindergarten cop i feel like i haven't watched it seriously in a while it holds up you know it's still goofy fun it's still Mm kind of dumb but like you know and then the only thing that i think doesn't hold up is um the little kid like the like our little the little blonde Dominic. We, Dominic's performance doesn't hold up because that actor was just a child actor, and he probably most kid actors' performances don't. It's you can't really blame them. Right? Yeah, he was a he was a cute kid that could deliver lines, so that's why they gave him the role. But I still find it funny that uh, the kid from The Shining never knew that he was in a horror movie until much after The Shining was actually made. When he was an adult. Yeah. <laughs> But that's Kubrick for you. At least he knew to keep that kid in the dark. <laughs> but, you know, as, as obsessed as he was. But then there's, of course, in this movie, then, of course, we get the, like, the twins have superpowers, you know, yeah. trope. Because at the end, this whole movie is, like, feeling your brother and where he is, like, you know, out in the world. It's like, well, now that we're just going to throw literal magic into this movie, <laughs> I guess we might as well go nuts with it, you know? Yeah, that's, I wonder how they're going to find... uh how they're gonna find Eddie Murphy at their triplet? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing. Apparently, the script is done. Like I think recently, cut as of like at least a year or a couple, like maybe a year and a half, something like that. Schwarzenegger said that the script is done. Like they're just waiting to you know get some shit together and do it. But of course, you know Murphy was probably doing Coming to America too. He's doing his Dolomite movie. You know he's now, been a if, little busy. If they made it quadruplets, who would be the fourth? Oh, all right. So we would have, all right. So we got DeVito, Schwarzenegger, and Eddie Murphy. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm going to get throw Bill Murray's name into the mix. I feel like you got to throw a woman in there. Yeah. Like, cause they're obviously not, they even make the point in this, that they're not identical twins. You You don't say. (laughs) Well, well, that's exactly. It's like, that's the guy. He's like, oh really? No shit. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, but like, I'm trying to think like, who would you say? Um, I said Bill Murray. Bill Murray would be fun. He's a he's a little old, but he'd be fun. I, I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger to... and Danny DeVito are like seventy, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But like, I'm trying because <laughs> Eddie Murphy doesn't look like no. that. You know, he doesn't look that age. And I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like you'd have to go with a woman, but you'd need someone who is older and funny now. You know. I'm, and I don't know why it just popped in my head, but I think like Michelle Pfeiffer would be fun to say, you know? Of course, <laughs> she'd be fun to say in that role. Like, I don't know why, but she'd be fun to say in that role. Like, I'm also if, thinking if, like. If age wasn't an issue, I'd say Maya Rudolph, but age is an absolutely. issue there. Yeah, or um, the, and the other thing would be like Carol Burnett. <laughs> it's like she would work age wise, but I don't know, like. I don't know about her comedic skills in that or like Lily Tomlin, maybe. I know she still acts on that Grace and Frankie or whatever it is, but uh Yeah. I mean, ideally you'd want to see, you know, a still living Lucille Ball. Like she'd be fucking great in that role, just reacting to those nightmares that she's on screen with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine like Lucille like dealing with a Schwarzenegger character. <laughs> like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> But she'd be perfect playing against him, though, I think, because she was just fucking hilarious. I'm struggling to think of comedic actresses in that age range. I don't know. 
it's and that's the thing like most of them like you think of like um uh jane Curtin from saturday night live and coneheads and all that like she'd be pretty fun um yeah but it's like who yeah who was who was carrie fisher if she was alive might have made it good she would have been pretty fun but like i mean of course it's a movie where along and of course none of those fathers were black so we're somehow going to get eddie murphy as a brother anyway like you could probably work in a younger but not like 20 year old but like maybe like a 30 or 40 year old actress like like just something like like kristen bell yeah. Like you throw Kristen Bell in there or something like that. You find some way to work it in because I mean, you gray Maya Rudolph's hair a bit or something. Yeah. yeah, we have age makeup. We can age them up a little bit if we need to, you know. And it's not even like a with Eddie Murphy in there, all you have to do is age them up like 15 years. Like it's not the biggest. I mean, I don't even think you need to do that because you know, they he kind of looks like he could be a little bit older, you know. It's like they're they're not really gonna pin down ages, you know. Yeah. But also, we're discussing a movie where Danny DeVito, Eddie Murphy, and Arnold Schwarzenegger are all triplets. So we're somehow. we might be worrying a little too much about whether things fit together. Right. <laughs> yeah, we might. Yeah, we might as well throw in like I don't know Anna Faris or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just some random ass character, like com- like comedic actress, like Tina Melissa McCarthy Faye. of all people. <laughs> you know? Speaking of Melissa McCarthy, if you watch uh, Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, she's tolerable i guess i'll say <laughs> but samara weaving's also in that show and she's fucking phenomenal so <laughs> go with that <laughs> you but, you brought up your you brought up your 90s crush and your modern day crush in one episode <laughs> yeah i'm that good i am just that good <laughs> and of course we're talking about arnold so i'm even better with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but and then of course you know obviously we're talking about devito here but Everything that DeVito does in this movie is just perfectly played and acted. You know, oh, yeah. there's no part of this movie, even like the emotional stuff, when he finds out that he was like, there's two scenes. There's the scene where he finds out that he was like the forgotten one, like the like the throwaway one. Mm-hmm. And he's like the way he handles that is great. And then him like kind of like throwing up the walls and like flipping out after he finds out that his mom is quote unquote dead allegedly dead we find out of course she's not because the woman just thought they were scam artists when he finds out that she's dead he gets angry he drives off but he's also got this like like really earned anger at not being able to meet his mother and it's like well yeah of course and he plays it perfectly you know you go I, I have no way to be mad at this guy for being the jerk that he is because he's right <laughs> yeah i mean yeah he was the he was thrown away raised in an orphanage and had to live life on the streets while his brother had a cushy ride on a island where he <laughs> was basically handed everything he needed to be the perfect man <laughs> yeah essentially yeah and it's he plays it really well and there are even times where like Schwarzenegger has to play the hey man we're brothers and we are always going to be brothers and I will always have your back and DeVito's very hesitant to that because obviously he's grown up in a world where people are trying to con you left and right yeah and he's been alone he's a con man 
know, Conman probably be part of his life as well. So he obviously sees this and like, yeah, fucking right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you are my brother. Sure thing, buddy. But then when he does kind of let the guard down, he kind of lets him in. They have like the little scene where they're eating dinner and they both have the same movements for the yeah. cup. They move the milk to the side. They put their napkin in. They're like, they're eating the microwave, like eggplant Parmesan or whatever it is. But, I um, love the scene where they actually get like the matching outfits. Right. <laughs> the, the suits. Yeah. yeah. What I love though is, um, is us the most, one of the more fantastical things, obviously other than the magical twin powers is when, um, Schwarzenegger is getting dressed after the shower and he has to put on one of DeVito's shirts. Yeah. And it somehow only fits him a little snugly. (laughs) There's no. It's the right height. It's the right height. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, sure. It is the right length. Absolutely. I bet. And of course, he busts out of it and has to put on that uh, born to be bad t shirt, you know, from the gas (laughs) station, which he just like gets, he just rips his shirt off in a fucking gas station, too. And nobody bats an eye because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) If he does that, people lose their mind. (laughs) I love the tagline of this movie (laughs) only their mother can tell them apart. (laughs) And even then, she couldn't because (laughs) she didn't know them at all when they showed up. Yeah. (laughs) But. It's yeah, and then the whole <laughs> just the whole scene at the end when they're working together to defeat Webster when they say the third rule in a crisis, and then they kill a man with chains. And it's, <laughs> they just like they, they look at each other, and it's like, oh, right, right, right. Like, do we have this little connection? They're kind of yelling at each other, like DeVito's yelling at him, like, why the fuck did you come after me? All that kind of thing. But it's it's really well, like their their dynamic is great. And I gotta say, when I first heard about this movie, I was going into it thinking, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins. There doesn't have to be much more to it for me to enjoy it, but I did enjoy it for more than just that concept. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's it's always good, you know, of course, me being the creep that I am, it's always good to have somebody like Kelly Preston, you know, just looking gorgeous. The whole you time. haven't had creep moments that often lately. I haven't. And it's weird for this one because now she is no longer with us. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's like, oh, it's like, well, it's, an, it's a character. Um, you know, it's a character. It's not not the dead woman herself, you know? <laughs> it's like, wow, she looked great in the coffin. Yeah, it's, that's not what I'm saying, <laughs> you know? But, you know, she's, it's like, you know, it's, it's and of course, you know, just some of the other like character actors that are in this, um, like the guy who plays Webster, um, and just some of the like the mobster guys, all that. Just these little like '80s characters that aren't aren't really in movies anymore. These like these like fat tough guys, kind of. Because <laughs> nowadays, like every like tough guy is a muscular dude, and he's terrifying. But these dudes are just like fat guys in khakis and polo shirts. You know, that's that's what these tough that's, guys are. That's <laughs> all family guy joke. He's like, this is what passed for a tough guy in the 80s. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. And then, of course, you know, DeVito being DeVito, like he he's great. And obviously he's kind of he's the heart of this movie because it really is his story about him. Oh, yeah. Arnold him. Schwarzenegger is his story is very much the side like he's learning to cope in a realistic world not the island he grew up on right but the video is the one that has like deep-seated issues that he has to work through absolutely and i mean of course this is one of the better ones for the arnold soundboard where we get the uh yakety yak don't talk back <laughs> we get that. He's singing that song arnold goes up on two wheels in the car i could teach you how to do that 
right exactly it's yeah it's like yeah arnold in his low rider like i could i love to see him on like the three switch like the switches like driving down through compton you know <laughs> just in the uh the jumping car with the uh adjusted suspensions and all that but yeah i mean this movie is just it's great it's one, a, it's of my, a, one of the yeah. best lines i did nothing the pavement was his enemy the pavement was the pavement was his enemy <laughs> You know, the guy tries to ride by on the motorcycle and steal the uh the suitcase. What'd you do to him, man? It's like yeah, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and this is obviously when you look at the roles, bullshit walk. <laughs> right, right. When you look at the roles of like Danny DeVito, it's this one you kind of have to put up there, like right up there with like the penguin, it's twins, and then it's like Frank Reynolds, and you know, all of these roles. Are just so perfectly DeVito, you know? There isn't really, you know, another way to put it other than it's they're perfectly DeVito. Yeah, I don't, I I feel weird about putting the penguin in there. Not saying it's not a great role, but saying it's perfectly DeVito. I feel like insulting DeVito with that. It's Frank Reynolds with fucking flippers, man. That's all he is. Like, there's nothing more to it. He's fucking Frank Reynolds with flippers. <laughs> that is an absolute it's always sunny character taken to the nth degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim Burton's It's Always Sunny's Frank Reynolds. <laughs> Frank Reynolds goes around and starts biting people's noses off. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure he does at one point. <laughs> it's always sunny. I'm fairly certain he bites somebody at some point. <laughs> It turns out the penguin is just Frank Reynolds, but he tried bath salts one too many times. <laughs> done too much wolf cola and fight milk. You know? <laughs> but too much rum ham. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, when he loses rum ham, when they're landing and when they're flirting, and he, you hear him yeah. screaming rum ham, you feel frank's loss when he yells that you're like oh man i i'm i wish he gets that rum ham back and of course they do <laughs> you know <laughs> that's rum ham is such a great episode oh my god i want to tr- so one time we went down the shore and we played uh charty mcdennis <laughs> wow <laughs> which one the first iteration or the, the second iteration? the first iteration <laughs> okay so you didn't do like the um the Pakistani, the Pakistan-India border dance that Charlie does. <laughs> no. You didn't have the horror element that Frank introduces in the second one, which becomes we, Saw. <laughs> uh, we, found it, we found the directions to make it on Reddit. We found nice. the directions for the game on Reddit. Okay. Did you, did you like, try to throw it, too, like Dean and Dennis do, but they only drink, like, water or whatever it was. You know, they're, they're watering down their drinks or whatever. Uh, oh god i can hardly remember that night if i'm being honest good i think that's the point of charlie mcdennis it's, it's the game of games you know <laughs> <laughs> and then you burn your action figures at the end or your flag or whatever it is <laughs> such a ridiculous game i it mean is. and just some of the shit that like frank like devito's given is frank like he is dan devito i think i mentioned this during the batman returns uh, episode Dane DeVito is one of our greatest disgusting eaters on camera. He can make anything just absolutely disgusting yet hilarious at the same time. It's true. 
Like when he's sitting in the doctor's in the therapist's office on the couch, just eating the nuts or the subler, he's just like spitting them back out too. It's like that's so gross, but yet it's hilarious. <laughs> like keep doing it. I still love that I got to see uh, Mac and Chase Utley have a catch at a Phillies game. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's even better. Chase but... Utley's retirement game. Got to go see that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's that's great. And yeah, I mean. And everybody even says that, like, DeVito is just, as a person, he's just apparently just an awesome dude, yeah. you know? And you love hearing that. You absolutely love hearing that, especially with the reputation that, quote-unquote, Jersey people have, you know? Like, where we're all assholes, you know, we're all edgy. Well, we are, but you know, we're all contentious dicks. <laughs> but at the same time, we do we do care about people sometimes, you know? And <laughs> So when one of us gets gigantic like DeVito, it's good to know that he's still That's, I just think, a so good like, dude. DeVito is considered a really good dude. I think uh, Jack Nicholson is considered a pretty good dude. Um, I think it's weird, though, because I think Jack, even though now he's got like a little bit of dementia going on, that's why kind of why he doesn't act anymore. Yeah. I think, I think to the point, though, Nicholson was always just Nicholson. You know, he was never anything else but like a genuine Jack Nicholson type like person yeah and he never was yeah he was he was you never hear the stories about jack nicholson being like an asshole or a creep or if he was an asshole it's at like laker games where he's yelling at you know the players or something like that but like you never hear the stories if he was ever addicted to fans or anything like i don't i don't think he's ever gotten that rap whereas bruce willis is like the fucking opposite of that like you can't walk up to that man without him wanting you know without him screaming your head off and even Joe Pesci, I don't think I've ever heard anything bad about Joe Pesci. I think Joe Pesci is like, I think Joe Pesci is probably more like his character in The Irishman than we want to give him credit for. Or he's like a quiet, like his older version in that, in that movie. He's like a yeah. quiet, quiet dude who's done some shit that like, would probably shock and horrify you were you to learn the truth, but it's still like a very like nice guy until it's time to like, not be nice. Kind yeah. of like, like, like roadhouse rules. You know? Like, I just don't think like, I feel like if you go up to Joe Pesci and you just say, Hey, I'm a big fan. I feel like you go, you'd give you like, Oh, thank you very much. Like. Oh yeah, absolutely. A- I need to, I need to meet him too. But like, Hey man, we got the same birthday. We're essentially twins. <laughs> but my uh, my celebrity saving birthday is Dave Grohl. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a fun one to meet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also uh, Charlie Day is also one for me, and uh, Tom Hiddleston is also <laughs> one for me as well. I think I I think there's not that many famous people on my birthday. I think my next one is LL Cool J. <laughs> Dude, LL would be fun to hang out with, especially now that he's like he's like you know. CBS drama LL Cool J. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm pulling up January 14th birthdays. Oh, there you go. Oh God. No. No. Uh-oh. What Melissa McCarthy? <laughs> Jared no. Leto? Jared no, Leto? And, uh, and I got an actual bad person. Dan Schneider. Who's Dan Schneider? The Nickelodeon guy that likes feet a little too much. Oh, that's not good. Oh. The the kids version of uh oh come on <laughs> yeah that's a bad one yeah, yeah, I, but I, Dave, I got Dave Grohl I've got LL Cool J and I got like Jason Bateman 
Hey, Jason Bateman would be fun. Yeah, he'd be fun. Yeah, that dude's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because I just looked it up. Hiddleston's got a year on me. So he's he's a year older. Uh, Charlie's got a few years. He's got about five years. Oh, I got Slick Rick, too. Hey! <laughs> wait, Slick Rick's still alive? I don't know. I thought he was oh, dead. Oh, there's Carl Weathers. I got Carl Weathers. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Carl Weathers, nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. But, yeah, so this has been Celebrity Birthday Talk. But whatever. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, Devito. You know, to sum up, Dan Devito, he's he's just fucking awesome. Like, there really isn't a role of his where I've either been like, you know, I don't like it, or he's that's not why, right for it. That's why we do cast Devito in everything, Listen, especially since if, as an actor, he could absolutely <laughs> do it. <laughs> if every movie going forward only had two roles and a bunch of cameos and those two roles were played by Danny DeVito and Nick Cage and the cameos were all Matt Damon <laughs> what a weird fucking movie that would be <laughs> you mean amazing oh yeah that's right sorry <laughs> I meant amazing like, like what's that new movie that Cage has where he's got like a bomb strapped to his balls I don't know. <laughs> it's like Forbidden City or something like that. I don't know. It's you got to look it up. Um, I'm going to look it up right DeVito, now. Does Danny DeVito voice one of his boss? God, that'd be great. That would be so goddamn great. Yeah, just have him be like both of it. Like have him be his nutsack. That would be awesome. Danny DeVito voicing Nick Cage's scrotum. <laughs> right, exactly. All right. So upcoming, it's. Is it Butcher's Crossing? No, it's not Butcher's Crossing. That can't be it. Oh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. That's the one. And it's got, he's got like, if you watch the trailer for it, he's got like, he's got a bomb like strapped to his nuts, like Suicide Squad kind of style. He's got to complete some shit or else his balls will explode, something like that. And of course, there's that other one, Pig, that he's got, where he's got like a truffle hunter with a pig and all that. There's a lot of good cage coming out. And, uh, I feel like there should there's oh there's also some new DeVito coming out too because they just started filming season 15 of It's Always Sunny. So he'll be coming. I feel out like too. that's what DeVito is probably mostly doing at this point, just always sunny. I mean, what else does he need to do? Really? He doesn't need to do anything. But I really want to see a movie with him and Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, other than the dream movie. <laughs> you know? But so that's or probably good. Just have like just have like champions of New Jersey where you just we, we bring Jack Nicholson out of retirement. He doesn't have to remember any lines. He's just gotta go be Jack Nicholson for a little while. You get the veto in there, you get Joe Pesci in there. Bruce Willis can come if he wants. <laughs> he he can be on a poster in the background. <laughs> a resurrect we'll get, James Gandolfini, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll get Kevin Smith in there, even though people are kind of upset with him about uh but he man. Dude, I watched that series, and if you're mad that he killed off He-Man, spoiler alert, because who could give a fuck? If you're mad that he killed off He-Man and made the show about Tila, you have pri- your priorities are wrong, dude. You know, it's a it's a T cartoon from the 80s based off of action figures. How much like investment in this movie could in this show could you possibly have that this would ruin your life, you know? And the show's not even that good. <laughs> it is just not even that good. No need to get upset about it. But, yeah, I mean, well, you have Smith either be, like, Silent Bob or the director. I think yeah. It'd be fine. 
Just, we'll just have Jay and Silent Bob. Just him and Jay will just sort of be in scenes occasionally. Like they don't yeah. actually have an active role. The movie just sort of happens around them, and they happen to be present occasionally. <laughs> kind of like chasing Amy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they're in the end of chasing Amy. I mean, speaking of that, you know, Clark's three. He's filming that now in yeah. in the actual like location. He's on location too, so he's up in uh, Leonardo. I am highly looking forward to that movie. I I can't wait to see if it's. Are, are, are we form. getting Are we getting Clerks two form or are we getting reboot form? And that's the danger, I think, because from what I've read, it's actually Randall is like Kevin Smith's story. Like apparently, Randall has like a heart attack at some point and wants to like make a movie when he recovers, you know. And it's essentially he wants to make a movie about his life. So it's essentially he's making the Kevin Smith story, but as Randall, you know. Hmm. So I mean. Kevin Smith knows those two characters and it's hopefully it'll be just as good, but, um, and hopefully he'll find a way to work the veto. In. I mean, why not? I, I will call Kevin Smith up right now. Get the veto in clerks three. I don't even, you don't even have to acknowledge that it's the veto. Just have the veto walk in for a scene and people can go up to him. Like, are you Danny DeVito? And I'll just be like, I get that a lot and walk out. <laughs> or just do like the pickle fucker scene from clerks too, you know, yeah. <laughs> have that be DeVito. <laughs> or like Affleck where he's a gawking guy you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah so anyway that's uh it's probably uh it's been our episode on Danny Vito uh Mike where can people find us on the internet for your streaming pleasure you can find us at Spotify Apple Podcasts Overcast and just about anywhere you acquire your podcasts you can also find us on social media at Happy Hour Films Podcast on Instagram and Facebook give us a like Give us a follow. I did that a little bit out of order, but whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's all in there. And um, just a little T-shirt update. They are uh, an order has been placed for some some uh, some inner circle T-shirts. I guess you'll say like we'll be the guinea pigs, you know, to yeah. try to try to test these things out, see what they are. But they have been placed. They will be available at some point coming up. Not entirely sure when, but at some point they will be available. Um, so the order has been placed. We'll get to that. And uh, oh, Ross, I'll have you know we have some uh, we have some advertisement in Hawaii. Me and nice. Max were me and Max were stickering signs in Hawaii. <laughs> nice, good. Maybe our Hawaii listenership will go up. You know, yeah. I went to I went down to LBI last week when I took my daughter down, and of course when she went down for a nap, I left her with um, my aunt, and I went to ship on them, and I had a bunch of stickers on me. I left him at the fucking house, though. <laughs> you know? So I was like, ah, I got back and Kara texted me. She's like, did you put stickers on there? I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I fucking forgot. So I'm hopefully going to go down again this week. And maybe I'll slap a bunch of them on the counter or slap one or, one or two around or whatever I can do. But uh, so we give them week, enough uh, free publicity. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll let us get a prime sticker location. <laughs> well, I'm just going to put it right on their front counter, you know, where they yeah. have all their beer labels and all that. I'm just going to slap it right in the center there. So next week the show does roll on. Um, maybe we'll be talking about show bottom, who knows? But um next week we're gonna do our little in-between. And as you said, as we said, the next theme is gonna be Mike and Ross's our, our picks. Uh we're gonna start off with some Mike picks the first week, but we'll save uh we'll save revealing those for the end of next episode, which next episode is gonna be in between. It's gonna be live action animation again, but this time we're gonna be focusing specifically on the character of the Joker. And so we're going to be talking about the animated Jokers. We're going to talk about live action Jokers. We're just going to be talking about the Joker in general. And, you know, 
see, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, and I came up with that idea. And Ross, you did, <laughs> yeah. I would like for some reason, like I just didn't even think about it because the Joker is my favorite villain ever, too. He's, I mean, I. I've seen all the movies we're going to talk about. I've seen them all at least multiple times and like all and the performances. We though. have multiple guests that I'm sure would be very happy to come on and we'll figure that out as we get closer to the episode. Absolutely. One of which being Mark Hamill. And uh, we're also going to have Joaquin Phoenix on. We're going to have them I both know. discuss their different and Jared Let alone just to make fun of them. <laughs> just to have him sit there on mute and be shit on. <laughs> That's all we're going to do. I just want to see his little fucking doe eyes and get, like crying as we shit on how bad he is, you know? But so, anyway. Just, um, little does he know, Christian Bale's going to be in the background and he's just going to be yell, try to get a reservation at Dorsey now. <laughs> He's actually going to murder him with an axe you know, live on our show, <laughs> just in the background. It's just gonna be, you're going to hear it in the background. Christian Bale's just going to sloppily chop up Jared Leto. With you're going to hear the vague sounds of Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so you'll have to tune in next week when that absolutely happens. <laughs> So, until that time, I have been Ross Bacon. I've been Mike McGuigan. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. So long.